All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Tuesday, February 7th, and the S&P and NASDAQ finish lower for the second day straight. Markets bracing for Fed Chair Powell's speech or uh, Q&A today, and Bed Bath and Beyond avoids bankruptcy potentially and goes on a roller coaster ride. Plus, Baidu's Ernie Bot sends the stock soaring. We're also going to take a look at Oxy to see if we can close our puts according to plan for a profit. So, as you can see, there's a lot to talk about. And let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. I'm going to be by myself today, but on most days, I'm joined by Marcus Heitkoda, Rockwell Trading's founder. Uh, even though you're oh, just with me and not with the two of us, I promise that you are in good hands. You could say that we have a ton of experience, trading experience, that is, here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff, and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. If you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, you've come to the right place. Before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, Let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. And let me go ahead and share my screen. Bringing up the S&P 500. The S&P right now trading at 4101. Uh, we can see here that uh, we finished lower for two days straight. And so back-to-back -back losses for the S&P. Uh, also looking at the NASDAQ, back-to-back -back losses for the NASDAQ. Right now, the NASDAQ trading flat. The Dow finishing lower for three consecutive days. But looking at the chart, not a whole lot of movement or action for the Dow. So even though we're down three days straight, we're just really kind of grinding sideways here. Now, going back to the S&P, we can see that all things considered, this pullback, in my opinion, is extremely healthy. I, I see this as profit taking. We've had such a huge run up from January lows. A uh, really strong January and a nice continuation higher after the uh, Fed meeting and uh, some earnings last week, uh, making a push up towards 4,200. But you see here that once we broke through this 4,100 level, closing above uh, and higher, pulling back to 4,100. It uh, looks like 4,100 is a line in the sand between the bulls and the bears. Um, and, you know, all things considered, right now it's holding up. Even if we were to pull back a little bit, if you uh, were to draw a trend line, there's a, a few different places you could do this, right? From those lows to these lows, that puts you, uh, you know, a pullback within those levels is, is respectable. Even if you were to be a little more aggressive here, you see that we're not just going straight up, right? Uh, if we're looking at lows, a pullback is okay. We know that the market tends to respect round numbers, especially major indices. And uh, this is really clear with the chart. I mean, you have these lows, uh, the bear market lows around 3,600 in the S&P. These lows uh, in December uh, or January before we started to take off right around uh, 30. Uh, 700, and now you have this 4,100 level, possible resistance of 4,300. So right now we're kind of snookered in between some key levels, but uh, the most significant to me is this 4,100 right now. So what 
our traders focused on, well, let's look at a five minute chart here first. And we could see here on a five minute chart, the S&P is going nowhere, right? This is a tiny range for the S&P. Low of the day right now, 40.96 if we round it. Uh, high of the day around, uh, let's see, 41.07. So an 11 point range for the S&P is nothing. And even yesterday, after some volatility in the uh, during the open, we had that gap down, a little bit of a sell-off, and then a recovery going flat for most of the day. Why is this? It's all about POW, right? So if we look at the economic calendar here, going to PowerX Optimizer, we see that Fed Chair Powell is speaking at 12.40 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and this is significant. Now, he is uh, going to be participating in a moderated discussion at the Economic Club of Washington, D.C. Whenever Powell speaks or goes through a Q&A or discussion, it could be market moving. But I think that this time uh, actually is more significant than usual. And that's because last week when we had our two-day uh, Fed policy meeting or the Fed had their two-day policy meeting, and they decided to raise interest rates by a quarter point, the markets responded positively to Powell's comments. And many people reading into his comments didn't believe that he was dovish or that uh, his comments supported a, a nice move higher. And it really seemed like traders shook off what Powell had to say, focusing more on his comments about disinflation uh, rather than the Fed's uh, goal of, of raising rates more to tackle inflation. So it's kind of an opposite reaction than a lot of people expected, at least based on what's been said. Now, at that time, the Fed also didn't have Friday's red hot jobs report uh, as data to interpret and to contend with. So now that that data is out, some uh, traders are wondering if Powell is going to be a little more hawkish uh, considering the reaction and also considering that jobs uh, came out super strong last month. So uh, this is going to be a, a key event for the day and uh, you could say put, potentially for the week. Uh, Neil Kashkari, uh, another Fed member, said uh, early this morning that explosive jobs growth in January is evidence that the central bank has more work to do when it comes to taming inflation. Uh, he said, quote, we have a job to do. We know that raising rates can put a lid on inflation and that he hasn't seen anything yet to lower his rate path. Um, but obviously, he's keeping his eyes open and we'll see how the data comes in, uh, he added. So this could be interesting. This could be interesting. Will the markets just shake off more comments from the PAL and the Fed? Or, or will this be the... The the arrow in this uh, the heart of this nice rally that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. I, I think that even if we get a pullback after this news, that would be healthy within the context of a larger trend. Uh, right now, the trend being higher, not being broken, at least since uh, the end of the year and early January. I, I don't think we're out of the woods yet, um, but definitely a positive start. So. All eyes are on Powell today, 12.40 p.m. Eastern time. Now, we also have early earnings in the spotlight. Uh, although the, the biggie for earnings was last week, we still have over half of the S&P 500 companies reporting. Yesterday, I mentioned that profits are on pace to be 2.7% lower for the fourth quarter. 
But on a positive note, 69% of the S&P 500 companies have beaten expectations according to FactSet. So uh, even though we might have some lower guidance and, and uh, the earnings were lowered over the last few quarters, uh, the, the trend has been uh, better than expected earnings so far. So that will also be in the spotlight as well. And, and there's also some news and some market movers. I want to take a look at Bed Bath & Beyond. Let's look at BBBY because this thing has just been crazy. Uh, bankruptcy concerns trading below a buck fifty back in early January. And then a huge, huge run-up uh, getting past five and a half bucks just all over the place. Yesterday, the stock was up 92% in a single day. Today, it's down 45%. What gives? What's going on with this one? Just an absolute mess here. Now, they reported uh, that they have plans to issue convertible preferable securities and warrants in a statement saying that it would immediately raise $225 million uh, through the sale and a deal that would eventually bring in $1 billion. So there were or there was some enthusiasm. I mean, what, whether this was Reddit dri driven or just speculation or uh, based on news that they could uh, avoid bankruptcy altogether. Now that the the terms of the deal, issuing more, um, you know, raising more money through warrants and preferred securities, that's not necessarily what investors and shareholders want to see. Um, so that's justifying the forty five percent drop. Uh, last week they defaulted on a, a J.P. Morgan loan, uh, and the company is hoping that with this fundraising effort they can avoid bankruptcy altogether. I'll be honest, this is one I have no interest in touching. Uh, this thing, uh, if it could go up 100% one day, it could go down 50% the next, and that's exactly what's happening. I'm curious what you think about Bed Bath & Beyond. Are, are they doomed, right? Uh, post in the comments, what do you think about Bed Bath & Beyond? I'll be honest, it's one of those stores that if I've you know gone in the store in the past, they have a ton of stuff, but I get lost and I end up not buying anything. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those stories that to me, I think they're done. Uh, and it's just a matter of time. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts as well. So post in the comments. Uh, let me know what you think about Bed Bath & Beyond and if there is life in uh, this stock and if they can avoid bankruptcy or if at this point uh, they are trying to uh, plug a dam that is ready to burst and they are done for. Now, another market mover. Let's look at Baidu here, B-I-D-U. Uh, this thing up almost 10%, uh, jumping above levels that we haven't seen. Uh, well, going back to what? Uh, March of 2022. Uh, so they're getting in on the AI action. Uh, and uh, they had reports last night that they will complete internal testing and launch their Ernie bot in March. Um, actually, uh, we at Rockwell Trading received uh, some uh, some some information that isn't known to the public yet. Uh, they actually have created uh, a, a, a graphic for or logo for their um, their AI bot, and I'd like to share it here. Uh, Ernie bot. <laughs> Sorry, had to do that. Um, Ernie Bot. <laughs> I don't know about that name. I don't know about that one. Um, you know, if we um, 
if we look at Baidu, traders are like in that uh, AI wars are heating up. You have Microsoft's multi-billion dollar investment in OpenAI's chat GPT and then Google announcing that they are testing their BARD AI uh, internally looking for their uh, internal uh, team to be trying to hack the thing. Um, but yeah, AI uh, and these uh, and the Ernie bot and chat GPT, it seems to be the, the hot one right now. And we'll see who wins or if there's a couple of winners there. But uh, Microsoft getting in to the action a little bit early with their open AI uh, investment. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see who wins. We'll see who wins and, and uh, how uh, Baidu, you know, Chinese stock, Chinese company, um, but then also how Google Fair in the AI wars. Uh, another mover here. Let's take a look real quick at Oak Street Health. OSH is a ticker up 30% today, trading at 33.83. And this one also all over the place. Uh, now, this move comes after reports that CVS is looking to acquire the company for $10.5 billion. We can look at CVS and see how CVS is doing. Actually, pretty surprising here. Uh, they are up 0.5%. So what typically happens when a company announces a buyout, the company doing the buying is using cash or uh, making, well, either way, with their investment, uh, the stock is usually falling short term. And then the company being bought is normally uh, being purchased at a premium over the last traded price. And, and that's what we see here with OSH uh, trading at 20 six bucks yesterday now at 34 um so a little bit surprising to see cvs still higher uh just goes to show that uh traders are liking this information uh and this news uh they do report earnings uh tomorrow so maybe there's uh, some optimism over earnings as well but normally normally you see uh cvs uh falling on that type of uh news and merger or acquisition all right, so let's talk about a trade that uh, both Marcus and I are in, and this would be Oxy. So Oxy trading the wheel strategy. Is it a stock that I want to own, and it is a strike price that I want to own shares at? And let me go over to PowerX Optimizer. Let's bring up Oxy, Occidental Petroleum. Uh, this one uh, just trading sideways in a beautiful range had that big run up here with the Buffett effect with uh, Berkshire Hathaway's investment in Oxy back in March uh, or February possibly of 2022. Real nice trading range here. Seeing some support around 55 to 58. And yesterday there was a pullback. Marcus and I both sold the 58 put. Uh, I collected a little bit more than Marcus because I was a little more precise with my uh, trading analysis and um, and decision making. I actually just got lucky, but I got four cents more than Marcus did, and I always have to rub it in when I have an opportunity to do so. Um, so uh, with that extra four cents, I collected 30 cents for every put I sold. And this is where in the PowerX Optimizer, if we look at the calculator here, and we look at the uh, the numbers. Let me go ahead and let's slide over to Oxy. Uh, let, I'm going to plug in 30 cents because that's what I received. There we go. So some nice premium on this one. 
However, uh, in the bottom of our selling put calculator, we see 90% profit, target and value. And there's a little question mark here for pop-ups to help us understand what we're doing here. And the 90% profit target is the calculated exit to achieve 90% of the max profit on a trade. So just hypothetically, if we sell a put for a dollar as an option seller, that's the max profit of the trade, whatever we collect, whatever we get paid, right? Now, while we're in a trade, if the value of the put is decreasing, which is, is uh, hoped for and what we typically see, then there is an opportunity to buy that option back. Now, we could just let it expire worthless and keep that full premium. If I'm using a dollar as an example, uh, then I sell a put for a buck and at expiration, it expires worthless. I get to keep that buck or $100 for every option traded. Now, my plan is to buy it back at 90% up until the last day of expiration. And this is if, because if there isn't a whole lot of premium left, right? If I could buy it back at 10 cents, I'm locking in 90 cents. That's guaranteed the trade's over. And now I can use that buying power that was tied up for a new trade. And since there is just a small amount of premium left in that put, I'd rather do that up until the last day of expiration. Otherwise, on the last day of expiration, I'll just let it expire and keep the full premium. Now, in this case, 90% would be three cents, right? Um, so if I could close this at three cents, I'm locking in 27 cents, I'm done with the trade, and I can move on. However, I personally have another rule here, and that is if in one day, if in one trading day, I can get 80% max profit, which in this case would just be uh, double, right? So instead of three cents at 90, it would be six cents to get 80%. Well, I'll take it. And that's what I did this morning. So I was filled. I closed this trade uh, for six cents. Right now, it looks like the bid's five cents, the offer's six. Um, but I bought this back at six cents, locking in 80% of my max profit. Uh, this is a rule that I like because now that buying power that was tied up in the trade is free. So I could use it for a new trade. Maybe the markets drop a little bit after Fed Pals. Uh, Q&A or, or discussion today, and there are more puts to sell. Uh, maybe I'm uh, able to trade Oxy again, right? If Oxy drops a little bit and uh, I can sell the, the 58 put again, maybe I get 30% uh, again uh, selling this put tomorrow. It all depends on the movement in Oxy, but that's why I personally have a plan to buy back the puts at 80% after one day or 90% up until the last uh, day of expiration. Otherwise, I'm looking to get assigned. Otherwise, I wouldn't be selling that put in the first place. So I hope this helps. Hey, if you like this video, you like the discussion and commentary, please give the video a thumbs up. And if you are not a subscriber, please subscribe. Uh, I hope you like these videos. And we are marching our way towards 100,000 subscribers. We'd like you, uh, if you're not subscribed, to join us to help us get over that hump. And uh, hey. I hope you enjoy the video. Until tomorrow, happy trading, everybody.